Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Ken in Idaho. He asks, I have a property that's zoned rural and I'm considering developing it for residential. I understand I need a zoning change in order to build what I want, but I'm confused about terms like the official plan and the neighborhood plan and how they affect the zoning. The property needs to be annexed into the city to get the residential zoning. I'm also told that even though I'm in the county, the county road at the front of the property will also need to be annexed into the city and could affect the development. Hoping you can clarify what I need to do. Well, Ken, this is a great question. It's made complex only by the layers upon layers of regulation that come into play. Let's start with the zoning. Zoning describes the current use of the property. The zoning also describes the permitted uses under that zoning. That includes density, the setbacks from the property lines, any height restrictions, and so on. Some zonings are very restrictive on the permitted uses, and others are much more relaxed. In many areas, a rural zoning will limit the density permitted on the property. They'll also usually have a large minimum lot size, which is designed to discourage subdivision of the land into tiny parcels. But a rural zoning will also allow for many different uses. You might be restricted to a single-family home on the property, but may be permitted several auxiliary buildings like a barn or a shed. You might also be allowed to run certain types of businesses out of a rural property like a dog kennel or a veterinary clinic or a nursery. These will all be spelled out in the zoning code for your specific zoning designation. As long as you build what's allowed within the current zoning code for that property, subject to getting a building permit, of course, you're said to be building by right. You don't need to ask permission beyond just getting a building permit. The official plan for the city says what the city planners and the city council have determined would be preferred for that land in the future. They're not forcing the land use to change to that in the official plan, but they're saying this is what we would like to see here in the future. So if the current zoning is rural and the official plan calls for residential, then when you go to apply for a zoning change to residential, you point to the official plan, say that your zoning request is in line with the official plan and the city should grant the zoning amendment with little to no objection. But if the official plan for the region calls to build, say, light industrial, and your hope is for residential subdivision, then you might be called upon to request an amendment to the official plan in addition to requesting a zoning amendment. To make matters even more complicated, some areas have additional overlay plans. For example, a specific neighborhood could have a secondary overlay plan that's specific to the neighborhood and it's managed by the local community association. Sometimes the neighborhood may have, a, say, a historic component or large mature trees. The community association might have a mature neighborhood overlay that dictates the look and feel of anything built in the area. If all the houses in the area are stone and brick, you might not be allowed to use vinyl siding or an ultra-modern metallic exterior. And then finally, you've got to consider a specific situation where there's a separate level of government having jurisdiction of the road. The road access is controlled by the owner of the road. In this case, it's the county. They may want to maintain a higher speed limit on that road, and that road might be designated a major arterial road. Maintaining traffic flow on the road along with road safety, would be of paramount importance. And in that case, they might limit the number of places you can access the road from your property. And before you submit your application to the city, you'll need approval from the county road district for your proposed access to the road. They can impose restrictions based on the traffic study. 
They might limit you to making only right turns in and out of an access point. They might require a traffic deceleration lane or a widening of the road. If that's the case, they may ask you to foot the bill for the road improvements as a condition for the approval. You might be on the hook for the widening of the road or adding a turning lane. And then finally, the other consideration, which was not part of your question, is the access to utilities. You also need approval from the utilities for the density that you're proposing. You might get the zoning and the official plan amendment and even get an access agreement. But then the water utility might come back and say that the current 8-inch water main is not large enough to supply the proposed density. You're going to need to foot the bill to upgrade to a 12-inch water main, and the connection point, by the way, is a quarter mile away. Either you pay for the water main upgrade, or you wait for the water main to be upgraded at some point in the future, maybe in a year, maybe in five years, and then you can reapply for your project. If this is sounding complicated, well, yeah, it can be. I want to thank you, Ken, for an awesome question. While the process sounds daunting, having the right consultants on your team can help you determine the feasibility of whether your project's viable or not. For the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.